Find us on the Drake Memphis app and listen to our shows and podcasts on Spotify, TuneIn, or anywhere you search for podcasts. DrakeHallMemphis.com Well, uh, how do you do? Uh, good, 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 good. It is Thursday, Ask Lawyer Bill Day, 878-9420. It's where you can reach us, text us to... Uh, ask Bill a question about what you got going on, what your issues may be. Everybody always has something or at some point will. So here's a place for you to uh, stretch out, ask the question, get an answer, and move on in the right direction. So uh, do it anytime. 8789420 is that number. Uh, so Bill's coming up, and there are, uh, there are various and sundry things to discuss. In the entertainment world, uh, various books and new music and uh, some really idiotic, dumb people. Uh, I have saved a story here I'm going to ask Bill about. Here's the headline. No kidding. Drug-sniffing dog put his paws on a man's car. Idaho Supreme Court says the dog trespassed. That's all I got. (laughs) Seriously. Swear to God. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Really hard to, uh, to get through that one. I, uh, <laughs> uh, after all the times that I have talked about um, uh, Keanu Reeves, and the fact that he, I think he's a, a horrible actor, <laughs> um, I, I somehow got sucked in because I, I saw somebody that I like and respect, and I can't recall now who it was, um, and said that they loved all the John Wick movies. And we discussed that a couple of days ago mm-hmm. about the fact that uh, that that character was based upon Mark Luttrell or Luttrell, the uh, the guy that was a Navy SEAL and wrote a book called Lone Survivor. And I don't know the backstory of the John Wick character and how he relates to that, but he was in John Wick One. He's a hitman who has who had a retired. Because he he was he had married his wife he was uh, he was just very happy in love with her and then she she dies she just mm-hmm. drops dead they're out on a walk someplace I I don't understand why she died and then in a touching little moment um, she after she dies she sends uh, a package to his house. And in the package is a puppy in a carrier and a card and a note from her saying, I'm gone, but you can love this and think about me. And I thought, oh, my gosh. How? And this dog is so sweet mm-hmm. and so cute. And so I thought, well, this this guy is not, this can't be that bad. And, and so I watched John Wick 1, and the killing begins. He is insistent upon killing everybody who has ever wronged him. They send hitmen after him. There are contracts on his life. He kills everybody in the movie, I think. He guns them down in some fashion, or he karate chops them to death, and he has so many guns. I don't understand, and somebody can explain to me, the meaning of the coins that are exchanged throughout the film. I don't get it. But I'm on to John Wick, too. And oh, this is nothing but an hour and a half of, of, of killing. In the first movie, 
He killed everybody that was ever in the cast. He killed everybody in the crew, all the cameramen. (laughs) (laughs) He killed everybody from the uh, catering department. And the last shot is him. He shoots the cameraman who is filming him, shoots him dead, movie's over. (laughs) Everybody's killed. Now that's some impressive killing. Told you he was a badass. Gosh, damn. Uh, But, uh, and then I thought... I'm going to look up and see what movie has the most kills in it. Oh, okay. Do you have any? uh, I was surprised by it, and by the ones in the top ten, most of them are epic, broad, scope, vast, you know, massive, big-time, on-the-screen movies. Um, Okay. Wes may know. Well, I'm. I'm. Well, I want to know what the rules are first. Do we have to see each death depicted on screen, or is it just the film with the most murder? Because um, if it's the film with the most murder, it's probably Star Wars because they destroy an entire planet inhabited by billions of people. No, you're 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 in the right area. Really? Okay. Uh, this is a, this is called the highest on-screen body count. The uh, the Lord oh. of the Rings, The Return of the King. Is number one. Okay, so it's the deaths that we see then depicted on screen. That's a lot of damn dead people to see shot on screen or well, bow yeah. and arrowed or eaten yeah. by Wookiees or whatever they do. I, I don't know. <laughs> Wookiees. 836. Golly. 836. And the other ones that are on that list are similar kind of films. Um, Lord of the Rings and then... We go down to some of the others. Um, if I can get to this, but I probably can't because this thing won't work. Um, but a ton of killing. What, what movie do you think has the most cussing in it? Now, I would look at you know Scarface, The Big Lebowski, um, any Scorsese films, anything with Tarantino's name yeah. on it. Anybody want to guess? Because I, th- this one... Casino. Uh, I would have thought that would have been good. I didn't... I watched this movie, I think. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street. Now, th- this, I think, is a um, misprint. Because it says here, The World of Wall Street, which stars Jonah Hill and Leo DiCaprio. Is that a movie, or do they mean the Wolf of Wall Street? It sounds like mean, they mean the Wolf. Yeah. Jonah Hill and DiCaprio. Uh, it even beats Pulp Fiction. With uh, uh, but this this first one had seven hundred and fifteen cuss words in a movie. Uh, Alpha Dog from 06. Straight Out of Compton is second, then Casino, then Nil by Mouth. No, I no idea. Uh, Summer of Sam, Uncut, Uncut Gems. Then they have the Wolf of Wall Street. So I don't know what the world of Wall Street means, but if you want to see some endless, endless shooting, and I, there's another little paragraph here about how often uh, that John Wick kills somebody. It's like every minute and 17 seconds, uh, if not, you know, not even faster than that. But I, uh, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, a lot of, a lot of cussing, a lot of killing. And um, I guess that old, uh, what's his name, um, Keanu Reeves, struck a nerve there with people. Uh, but I began the second one, and it doesn't take long before he is killing 
these MFers every <laughs> 10 seconds, man. It is. So if you probably you shouldn't go to sleep uh, after you watch this because your because your dreams will be full of blood and bullet holes and I mean heads exploding and oh man it was really far out. They are good. I haven't seen them, any of them in a while, but they're really good. But you know what? I just looked up about the coins. Yeah. And you know the Continental is the hotel, and in part two it serves as the central bank of the criminal underworld, and that's so it, right. It's got these coins in circulation used to buy criminal services in their economy. Uh, but then in this, in this article. The hotel, it, I, uh, that is in Manhattan. It's in New York. And I cannot think of, it's in a very prominent location that's not far away from Times Square, I'm pretty sure. But, I, uh, but they, that's one of the first things you see is that hotel. And um, anyway, I was just surprised at how entertaining it was, which also is a big commentary on we how much we enjoy watching people get their brains blown out continually. <laughs> yeah. There's something to be said for that too. So I I don't know, uh, but it was it was something else. Uh, the other story that we find, I just kind of giggled. I hate to be ugly about it, but. Uh, you know, Wanda Halbert should have been gone. She is the county court clerk. She should have been removed from that office a long time ago. Her incompetence and dysfunction know, knows no bounds. She's an arrogant, uppity victim, and everybody is sick of it. Now, she, they, she, they've been trying to move into a new place. Where was it, Wes, for the past year? And they were working on some place downtown that they kept having delays about. Okay. Yesterday, County Mayor Lee Harris, good to see him doing something for a change, wrote her a letter uh, and said which he warns her of implications if she does not act in a timely fashion. Act on what, you ask? He informs her that her office lease will soon be ending and that she'll need to find a new location and must do so in a timely manner. Now, this is on, on Poplar Avenue. 3412 Poplar. I'm not sure where that is exactly. That's right, uh, Poplar and Highland. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is that one of the, is that their main place, or is it downtown the main place? No, I think the main place uh, would probably be the uh, offices by Shelby Farms. Okay. The uh, but that one is a good central location, and I I used it once before when I lived nearby there, and it's it's it was good to have it that close. Well, he wrote her this letter, which is in part on the Channel 5 news site. And he, he just says to her, because I guess that like everything else, she drags her feet and does things on her time, and it's not her problem. Well, it is her problem. And he has been asking her for months to find a new location. Um, there, It's in Poplar Plaza. We have made a repeated good faith efforts to urge you to find an alternative available location within Poplar Plaza that would um, accommodate your needs, improve the resident access, and prevent any disruption of services to Shelby County residents. I don't really understand why that would suggest that there are empty bays in Poplar Plaza, and the one that she's in now is not user-friendly, and he's been telling her for months to find a new place. Uh, he says, now time is running out. He gives her till Friday 
No. Yeah, today's Thursday. Tomorrow to find a place or there will be some problems. If she fails to do so, the mayor will be forced to call a meeting to discuss her shortcomings. That'll take a long time and take action. So if he can call a meeting and take action, why, after all the embarrassment of her refusal to do her job, why is now it's down to the nut cutting and she is put on a timeline? Why wasn't this done a year ago? And uh, why is that place so not user friendly? I that that is a is one question indeed. The story from uh, Fox Thirteen says the leaseor of the popular of Poplar Plaza urged her to select a different available location that would suit her needs of her new office. So something about the place they're in now, I guess, doesn't suit their needs these days. Which Too little, maybe, or something. Happen- or? Yeah, I mean, it happens. People outgrow offices, so, but. That's that's the and but I guess a year ago this wasn't a problem, so that's why it didn't come up a year ago. Right. Well, I don't know why it took this uh, this issue uh, to move somebody off of their butt like Mayor Harris to get her to do something right. And we of course never heard anything back about the state. Didn't the state government float an idea about if people don't do their gig, they could be recalled and after ninety it was some kind of they, nonsense. They, the state legislature proposed, I don't know if this passed or not, I'd have to look it up, but the idea was that the what they were doing was what they could, which is to make it easier for a local government to get a recall started for some elected official that doesn't right. do their job. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that, well, that'd be her. Uh, but she is the most arrogant human being, and that's saying a lot in, the, in this government, and there have been a lot of them in the past. I don't know, 50 years, but man, she is carrying the torch for being an a-hole. So I hope she gets what she, I, I don't wish bad stuff on anybody, but her in her, in her life, in this business, she needs to go, get out. She is awful. So uh, there you go. Uh, beyond that, we have news about Wolfgang Van Halen, which I, 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 I heard his new song yesterday. Wes has a piece about that. I, I was not, uh, thrilled by what I heard. Really? Um, I thought it, I, uh, I just I just thought it was a mess. Uh, Dolly Parton is in the news, as is Steve Martin, as is Sly, as in Sly Stone of Sly and the Family Stone. A uh, there's a, a a another bitch bitch fest over a puzzle on Wheel of Fortune, oh, which I, okay. I, which I I don't. It, there's also a story I believe that kind of says it all. Uh, It's a new national survey about how Americans' IQ has dropped for the first time in uh, in about 100 years. Are we shocked by any of that? That's not breaking news, people, but uh, that's out there. Cheech and Chong are in the news. And, And just this, are we growing dumber? IQ scores drop in four of five measurements. Mm. I would say right. uh, a hearty hell yeah to that, 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 is, that is definitely happening. So in the meantime, uh, it's Ask Lawyer, Bill Day, 878-9420. Your text for Mr. Jones, uh, welcome right now to ask him anything. We have some questions to bring up to him as well uh, as the morning progresses. So um, do that for us and text for Bill and you get your question answered for free and that is a good thing 
having an attorney who will take care of you without charging your brains out. In the meantime, uh, a fantastic song by the Eagles that could have been on their uh, their you know their list of top ten hits, but it wasn't ever a single. Here's Don Henley, the Eagles on Drake Digital. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning and the afternoon. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. Seems to me that since the Queen biopic was such a huge success, and any of the uh, those kind of pictures that came out in advance of that, let's say, say the Johnny Cash one, that was, that was a hit, kind of. Uh, the Ray Charles one with Jamie Foxx was a pretty big hit. But these biopics, in many cases, just don't work. Um, either the content or people just aren't struck by whether we hit the right chord for them to go and see it. Uh, but they are churning these things out now endlessly uh, under the assumption that you want to see the behind-the-scenes look at these people. Elton John's came out, but it was rated R. And that didn't hurt or that, that didn't help its, its box office. But there are, what's that, Wes has one coming on, I think we did, we have discussed before. But let me ask you this. Does the world need a Cheech and Chong biopic? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would watch it. Not technically need. You would watch it. But does the world <clears throat> want yeah. another Cheech and, a Cheech and Chong biopic? Cheech and Chong hasn't been relevant in over 40 years. And when they were, when they were relevant... I love comedy, and I lived in that time when people smoked a, a, a bunch of pot and said, man, every third word. I never thought they were funny for a minute. I just didn't find any humor in it. It was stoner laughing and doing stuff and just, you know, goofy-ass stuff. Uh, Cheech Marin went on to have a decent career in various TV shows and in films, and Tommy Chong spent a good deal of time in prison uh, over paraphernalia and a bunch of dumb crap like that. 1978, their film Up in Smoke transcended the cult status that some folks uh, were surprised by. Now it's getting its own big screen treatment. They were prominent in the 70s and the 80s. If you have no idea who they were, one was Hispanic. What was Chong? Was he Asian? Uh, Cheech Chong? I can't remember what they really were. Uh, but they, uh, it was about riffing on and, and uh, lifting up the counterculture of the time from hippies to cannabis, whatever that means. Their combined output included stand-up shows, comedy albums, low-budget, no kidding, feature films, Up in Smoke, Kitchen Chong's next movie, and Nice Dreams. I, I never understood it, but now they're going to be finding two actors to... Uh, pair up and partner and do a biopic about smoking weed and laughing and saying, man, I'm excited. On a different <laughs> note, uh, what is the progress with the one that I think a lot of people will be intrigued by, even though they, they may hate this band, Kiss? What's how How's that thing coming together? It seems to be moving along, and I think you just what you just said hit on you know, why there's also a Cheech and Chong movie. Just because if it's a well done sort of biopic, then that's going to be interesting, no matter who it's about. But in this case, Kiss manager Don um, Doc McGee says oh, yeah. that they 
they have uh, landed and signed things on Netflix to do this. It's a done deal and should be coming out or be re- being released next year. They hmm. they give their their usual hype about it. How it's supposed to dramatically reenact Kiss's story. It's called Shout It Out Loud, and they uh, talk about the bidding world war that uh, was happening like two years ago to get this all rolling. They've got some executive producers set up. They've got a director who apparently did Maleficent two, which in Paul Stanley words Paul Stanley's words means he's not some hack. So they've got that. The script is about the first four years of Kiss before they were famous. No word on cast yet. I bet you that that, that one, I, I, I can just envision Gene Simmons of Kiss and Paul Stanley at every meeting just hovering around every decision made. Well, yeah. Uh, because say what you will about them. They, they did everything that they did on a grand scale. And with um, great dynamics, and they were just loud, and it, 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 that's why they've lasted for fifty years, because they did the right things as far as the marketing and all and that. If it's done right, it'll be a hit. Cheech and Chong, I'll bet you a dollar right now, will be. Um, people will have a gigantic lack of interest in that, but Kiss, I think you have a whole different. And I do, and and just knowing how they were careful with their onstage language, um, you know, some of the uh, some of the backstage or some of the hidden or discussed things that were, uh, you know, lore about Gene Simmons and what he did with his little little Gene and all that crap. Yeah. I think were entirely part of the PR process. I don't believe any of it for a minute. And we'll see how they present that. But if it's kept to a PG rating, people will flock to that movie or to Netflix. I can't see it not open on the big screen first. Uh, but we'll see. That's not the plan. Well, uh, that, so- that is the plan or is not the plan? That, that's apparently not the plan. It's apparently that's weird. the premiere on hmm. Netflix. Well, because Elvis, that movie, had that not been on the big screen, I mean, that was a powerful time in the theater it was unbelievable on the big screen so how do you not put kiss on the big screen as colorful and as loud as they are yeah I, i'm not saying you're wrong I, but there's no word in this latest story about you know, it going to the uh, big screen that that might change as time that could change by. i mean we've got a year before it's supposed to come out so yeah. i mean and they love money you know um on a side note tommy chong was born in canada his mom is Canadian of Scottish and Irish ancestry, and his father was Chinese. I never knew. So that. he just so that's Tommy Chong and Cheech was, okay. Well, uh, whatever they are, they aren't from around here. So anyway, <laughs> they they just played these these hippie dudes who were either Hispanic or Asian or a combination thereof, and that's fine because we're all trying to be so diverse. So let's by all means chase that down. Coming up is our buddy Bill Jones. Ask Lawyer Bill is on the way in a minute. Eight seven eight nine four two zero. After we go back to uh, one of the big hits of the seventies, here is Chuck, Corey, and Danny. Chuck sings the opening. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. This is Drake Digital. Keep up with the shows and podcasts at drakehallmemphis.com. Thursdays, me and our friend Bill Jones of the Jones Law Firm joins us to answer questions that you 
propose to him via text 8789420 and he will give you a direct answer if he has he if he didn't know how that works there are various kinds of law he can tell you how to find somebody who do know how to do it but bill can do pretty much anything and he answers questions very well and very clearly and very calmly and Sometimes he appears to be nodding off. He's not. He's just <laughs> laid back. Hi, Bill. Good morning. How's everybody doing? <laughs> okay, wake your ass up. Man. Let's go. <laughs> Punch the words, bro. All, All right. right. Let's, uh, let's begin with the absurd. Why not? You may have heard me tease this headline a minute ago. The Idaho Supreme Court has vacated a mountain home man's conviction for felony drug possession and delivery after it ruled that a police drug-sniffing dog trespassed and did an illegal search by putting its paws on the vehicle, prompting the search that led to his arrest. Drug-sniffing dogs are on the job to find drugs by sniffing it in cars. All right, so s- sniffing it, right? He put his paws up there because that was his sign. There's dope in this car. Right. Uh, so the, what, and, and, and what Supreme, happened here? Well, the Supreme Court said it was trespassing. So, yeah. um, look, you, a lot of what we see, if, you, if you're on TikTok or Facebook or any of those apps and you see these, these folks that are getting pulled over and dealing with the cops, they'll roll down their window a little bit or give them grief. And, and the headline's always the same. Crooked cop messes with the wrong guy who knows the law or whatever, whatever. Uh, a lot of these people are just seem to be antagonistic to me. But um, the, the point is still the same. These cops, these officers have to have probable cause. They can't just right. pull you over. So what, what happened in this case is the dogs keyed. That's when they put their, their paws on. They keyed on it, indicating that they smelled something. Well, they said that, that that in itself, the probable cause should have been established before you laid hands on this guy's property. Um, it, the, car in our, the car in our modern society has become an extension of our home. Right. So the, in, our, in our podcast this week on the Second Amendment, we talked about the Castle Doctrine which briefly is um, you're entitled to protect your home. Well, that, that castle doctrine has extended to your car. So your car is an extension of, of you and of your home and of your property. And in this case, what they're saying is this dog touching this car. Um, violated. Know, violated that. They, that it was a trespass because they did not have probable cause at that point, they had they just had a dog sniffing. The dog touched the car. No, wait a minute. Um, so this dog's job, and these dogs are trained to sniff out everything from guns to cocaine to marijuana. They have different kinds of, you know, canine uh, officers. So uh, if your car is an extension of your home, uh, it's okay to have a pistol laying on the passenger seat or a bag of weed. Well, the weed is illegal, but the gun probably is not. So what was the dog supposed to do? Use his paw to make some kind of a sign that the guy was puffing on a joint? I can't. No. So the, Dogs the, can't make their paws do that. Right. So the, the question isn't whether or not, look, how they've trained, the, what, what the court's basically saying is how you've trained your dogs to key this 
is no longer going to be good. You're going to have to train your dog to key some 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 other way. So what you'll see I, is sounds so ridiculous to me. They'll, I don't... Yeah, they'll start keying the dogs to either sit or run in circles or something like that instead or of laying point hands. or yeah. yeah, something like that instead of laying hands on on the vehicle because truly, if think of it if, as an innocent driver with nothing on them. And this big old German shepherd puts his big old paws and nails on your brand new paint job of your truck that you just picked up from the shop mm. and starts scratching well, it. Yeah. You're going to be ticked. That's stretching. Yeah. Uh, it's right, stretching, here, but that's, uh, here's that's what, why. Uh, uh, well, it's, that's just that's stupid. Um, the guy told the first officer that he didn't have a valid driver's license or proof of insurance in the vehicle. The dog, whose name is Nero, began to walk around the car, and he was sniffing it. It shows the dog jumped up against the car a couple of times. One time his paws were resting on the driver's side door and went as he sniffed the upper seams of the car. Police searched the vehicle, which I presume the dog getting up on the car was reasonable cause to search. And the dog alerted them to the presence of drugs. They found a bottle of pills, folded papers, a baggie of something that was white, meth, and the passenger told police that the dog, uh, whatever, they found Look, 19 here. grams of meth and all this other stuff in there. And I don't understand if the dog is on the job to indicate, yep, we got one here, boss. Um, but he's he can't do that. Is that's that right. a state law, you think, or is that is that federal? Well, no, so that's going to be state, this ruling, because it's done by that state Supreme Court. Um, you know, it may get challenged. Uh, it may, it may ultimately not be good law, but it, look, you've got to have probable cause before you search somebody. Otherwise, you've but got the dog to, is trained to indicate probable cause. He, that's why is. he jumped up there, right? But why was the initial stop done? Was there probable cause before the stop and before the sniff, or did it occur after the dog keyed? What they're saying is, we touched the car before we had probable cause. Interesting. They, what a what a what's it? Could they not have had the guy open his door, and therefore the dog didn't have to touch anything? Yeah. Well, sure, but what was their probable cause? I mean, look, this would be like you got to have probable they, cause for that too. They knock on Drake's door. Yeah. Forget the forget about the car. They knock on Drake's door, and they want to come in and search it. And Drake's like, "Well, I, I no." Sure. Um, and then they go in the house and they find stuff, and it's like, well, see, there was stuff here. That that's that doesn't work. You have right. to have a reason to go to that place before and want to search it. Sure. Okay. Gotcha. Because they've had tips and they've shown up and they think that you're, you know, that you that you have drugs in your well. There's reliable evidence from an informant would work. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, it says here that um, intermeddling is the difference between somebody who brushes up against your purse while walking by and somebody who, without consent, rests their hand on your purse or puts their fingers into your purse before your eyes or behind your back, which validates Sid's comment about what if the door was open. So this is in the Fourth Amendment. What does the Fourth Amendment say? We, we haven't gotten to that one yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was not part of your uh, bar exam, I guess, so screw that one. It doesn't really matter. No. Um, there are 
that there are two judges that have already written uh, dissenting opinions. Uh, so the illegal search thing, I just think it is just patently absurd that a dog putting his paws on a car when that is his job. What if the cop well, no, put look, his so, hands on the car? Well, so in in all in all seriousness, so the fourth does protect you against unreasonable search and seizures, right? And they have ruled that a cop touching the car is not trespass. So what? But the dog if is. You've, if you've noticed, when you get pulled over, generally uh, an officer touches in some point the, the very back left, right, or exactly. somewhere on, on your car. Explain that's why not, that is. That's in every movie that's done properly. As they walk up, they put their hand on the trunk. Why is that? Yeah. Uh, so there, there's fingerprints. So there's their, they can identify this is the vehicle they touch. So if... You walk up to the okay. window and somebody pulls a hand cannon out and, and does the officer right there. Uh, his buddies know this is the vehicle that, you know, he touched the back of it. There's ah. no other reason that his fingerprint would be on that back panel. I've also heard it said that they do that to see if there is, by chance, a person in the trunk that would make any noise if they touched it. Is that valid or is that just I, I've Dumb. never, I've never heard that. I mean, it, so they're putting their fingerprints on the car in case it comes into question. Was this the right car? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Okay. That's a that's a good, a good lesson for today. Eight seven eight nine four two zero is where you call to ask Bill questions about your, about your uh, your issues. Sid found a story that is worthy of looking at too. Tennessee bill would make it illegal to falsely accuse someone of being a baby's father. These headlines could not get any more obtuse or stupid if they tried. Um, Tennessee bill would make it illegal to falsely accuse somebody of being baby daddy. What the hell does that mean? Said you want to read some of the body of it just to introduce what we're talking about? Well, this was Bill's story that he sent to us. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. run it down anyway. So it's it's passed the Senate, um, and basically what it's a it's a bill is saying, look, you you can't accuse somebody of being, it, you can't knowingly accuse somebody of being the father if you know they're not the father. Um, like on the street or in a courtroom or hey, uh, you're yeah. you're my kid's daddy. Come here. Well, I, That's I think I, I think what it's designed to stop is. So, um, Sid goes into the hospital to deliver a baby, and she writes down Wes's name as the father. Wes isn't <laughs> around; he's not there. Wouldn't be he doesn't surprise. even he doesn't even know that she's hey. going to to give birth. But on the birth certificate, we we list Wes as the father, and it's okay. Wes turns around and he's like, "Who the hell is is Sid? I don't, I don't know who this kid is. What's going on?" Um, Why would that, someone be led to do that? Is the first question. Well, if trying to 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 protect the real father, or man, they I'm, don't want to be involved with him, they or, might not well, want the real deadbeat dad involved. So this is where I, I regret using Sid and Wes as my examples. So forgive me, Sid, for what okay. I'm about to say. Let's assume that Sid He's a is a flea bitten two bag. Yeah, let's just Thanks. assume that Sid's a two bit flea ridden demon slut whore, and she's. She's tossing it around like the Mannings, she and um, and 
and she doesn't know who the daddy is, but she knows that Wes is a big time radio personality, uh, so that's okay. who we want to put uh-huh. down. So uh-huh. I gotta tag him. Yeah. So first off, Sid, Sid, you need to get in church and stop your evil ways. Let's yeah, that's right. it. Start, right. Yeah, <laughs> under the bill, uh, uh, parentage—that's a nice word. Fraud can also be when somebody seeks to be legally established as a kid's parent, and the person knows or should reasonably know that they are not the kid's parent biologically. Right. So in our so in our scenario, Wes. Uh, well, we all know that Drake is the actual father of Sid's baby, but Wes is put on the certificate. <laughs> well, Drake's going to be ticked, um, but he can't do anything about it because Wes is the father. So that y- you can't do that. On the so now you've managed yeah. to impugn and degrade all three of us in one fell swoop. Awesome. <laughs> It it takes yep. practice to insult your. <laughs> <laughs> you could at least like pair me with Robert Plant or something. Not these two. Oh God, I'm like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, so we know now what Sid is, and uh, we know how this thing works, or what <laughs> she used me. to be. Again, but, I, uh, <clears throat> Sid, apologies to you and your husband. I, I I'll use. He, he knows people find out where time. you live. Yeah. And no. and and so and and so Wes was also uh, wrongly Wes impugned. And, well, yeah, Wes yeah, and Drake, don't get apologies. It's, no. Y'all are guys. You're horn dogs. I know how you are. <laughs> no, I was uh, completely innocent in this whole scenario. Pits. See, so Wes didn't do <laughs> shit. He was home doing sword fighting. So you know, whatever. Right. I, okay. Uh, eight seven eight nine four two zero. Your texts for lawyer Bill before this gets out of hand in a minute. First, David Bowie. Great old tune, Panic in Detroit. This is Drake Digital. Find us on the Drake Memphis app and listen to our shows and podcasts on Spotify, TuneIn, or anywhere you search for podcasts. DrakeHallMemphis.com. Our friend Bill Jones from the Jones Law Firm is here. New offices are now in Clark Tower, and I'm sure they are glistening and lovely and clean and pretty. And uh, Bill and his brother Scott and other guests do their weekly podcast in that room. And they'll be doing a new one this week on the First Amendment. What does That's that right. one cover? I forgot. Uh, it it allows you to uh, say whatever you want, whenever you want. No, um, there there's some restrictions, and that's what we're going to get into. It talks about uh, free free speech and um, re- mm. religious freedoms. All right, that but, should be interesting. You, you know, we've we've got these we've got these amendments to our Constitution, and they're what what govern us. And we just thought, look. People, it's been a while since civics class for folks. Yeah. Why don't we go through and say how we got here, what these laws mean, and how they apply to us in our modern day? So that's kind that's of what a really we're smart on. thing to do. I believe that, that. Yeah, I think that if you gave a test to uh, people in the Senate and the House, uh, they would fail, uh, you know, miserably uh, to d- just trying to uh, define these amendments. That would be my guess. They have no idea, and don't, I don't seem disagree. To care. Um, Anyway, let's carry on. The text line is 878-9420. You can text Bill right now, ask him anything regarding your issues. He will give you an answer or give you somebody that has an answer. Go, Sid. From Bob, who listens in Arkansas, he says, As an American, I have a question for other countries. Does every province or country have its own laws on murder and robbery, etc.? Or is that only here because we began as sovereign states? In other nations, in other nations, the whole nation is the state. Hmm. 
Yeah, so um, I am not licensed to practice Levo uh, law in Czechoslovakia or Romania or Russian or Taiwan or Korea. So I, I don't know. I would assume um, that much like here, you've got a generally broad murder um, statute, but each each little place probably treats it differently. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, if you're trying to take your spouse somewhere where murder murder's legal, if that's why you're asking, um, there are easier ways. Uh, we do do divorce at our firm, but I, I, I think I, I don't know to be honest with you whether or not uh, the murder statute is the same for all of Russia or all of Japan, or if each province has their own. I just don't know. All I know is that from watching, and I, I tend to be drawn to some of the international shows that are on, let's say, Netflix, because they have a, a ton of them. And many of them are about crime and about courts and laws and police. And nothing really seems that out of the ordinary from how we do it. I mean, if you do the crime, you get a lawyer and you go to court and um, it goes from there. I would imagine maybe they are a bit more severe than we are around here as far as the, you know, letting people out of jail way too soon and uh, the problems that lie, you know, with 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 that whole thing. Yeah, I would um, assume over in Korea, a dog is not going to get in trouble for putting its paws on a car. I would assume no, that they're just going to no. say, we found it, you're going away. They're busy hacking up, you know, human beings and just hiding their bodies. You know, I uh, just to jump to this for just a second, uh, the mayor of Memphis, uh, Jim Strickland, uh, made some headlines last week with his open letter to the Shelby County courts uh, and saying that they need to get a grip on what they're doing because they're, you know, you know, why do we keep this, this revolving door of these kids that get in get bail, get out and all that. Then I, uh, I saw um, another story the other day about that. There are now 40 or 50 state troopers on the interstates in Memphis and in and around neighborhoods. Have you heard that? And I wonder who launched that that missive and got state cops on patrol, or if it's only a temporary thing. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard that. Um, They're I, out I'm, there. You know, I from saw what it. I, go, ahead. go on, Sid. I, I saw it on the news. Memphis asked, asked for their help. So they're here temporarily because I guess Memphis can't behave. And, yeah, uh, and there, need more cops. And so. there's some kind of a, I wouldn't say hiring freeze, but they have, uh, there's been some kind of a slowdown on new recruits and things like that, probably over the issues of how they're trained, would be my guess. But these stories make the news for one day and then they're gone, so I don't know. But having the, you know, state police in, in this area, having their, you know, presence on the interstates. I noticed down in, uh, in uh, South Haven, that there are officers sitting everywhere, uh, some of them in cars, some on bikes, just waiting for someone to make a wrong move, which is probably smart, I think. But Olive Branch, I'm not sure if you've seen a, a bigger presence, but it seems like that right now in this very tense time that the bigger the presence, the better to me. Well, it's, you know, the, the Memphis crime is starting to bleed over into other areas, whether you oh, go north or south, been. east or yep. west, it's it's bleeding over. I think, you know, in, in Olive Branch last night, we had a shooting. Uh, I had a I had a helicopter um, 
over our house. So, I mean, in our neighborhood. So it's, it's weird. It's, um, it never stops. It isn't going to, unfortunately. All right. Back to the text line, 878-9420. It's free. Get advice from, an, from our friend uh, Bill Jones, the Jones Law Firm. Go ahead, Sid. Chad asks, would you know or recommend a civil rights lawyer who practices in Missouri? Oh, my gosh. In Missouri. I I had an answer for you right up until you said in Missouri. Um, I wouldn't seem too keen on the site that you have mentioned for years, avo.com. Last time this came up out of state. Yeah. So I'm fine with avo. It's just it, it is like everything else. So it used to be when you would go to Google, you could type in a search and you'd get two or three searches but now you've got to go through pages of ads before you get to your results um, yep. because the, the paid results rise to the front. What's well, the same way with Avo? It used to just be a, a service where you could go in there and find the easy people. But then Avo decided we can really sell these spots. And the higher up you go, the more you pay. Well, right. we, don't, we don't pay for Avo. We're still listed and we still show up pretty high. But you just have to dig through so much crap of these, these uh, we don't get paid unless you get paid car wreck guys. It, it, it's just gotten convoluted. But it is probably that or a Google search is going to be your best bet for finding a civil rights attorney in Missouri. You know, um, as you say that, I, um, as I watch these attorney ads on, on television, and some of they just come off to me as being... Um, um, not really that uh, credible and, you know, you know, lines like let's get it all and all this nonsense. There, there has to be some question of if that's valid or not. Is it false advertising? They want to lure you in, uh, and get some kind of a payment up front. And they, it seems like that they are, that it's false advertising or something in some cases, but they just, you know, glam it up. And they're everywhere. There's billboards. There's TV ads. And I wonder how effective they really are at getting it all. Is that all a bunch of just, you know, baloney or what? Well, so our, you don't our, do that. our profession. Yeah, but I do this. I come on the air. I come on the air with y'all uh, But you aren't hawking your service. I'll get every penny that you are, des- are, are owed or, you know, whatever. So attorneys have very strict, or we used to have very strict rules and regulations on advertisement. That's, that's why when um, I was initially asked to be with you um, on air, there, there were a lot of attorneys that I think y'all had spoken with that, that kind of turned you down. And it was because 20 years ago, this, this isn't how we marketed. Uh, the First Amendment there were some attorneys that attacked it and said we should be able to advertise any way that we want, and the board said, "Okay, you're you're right. If the general public has this First Amendment right, then so do attorneys." That's when the floodgates opened, and we're, we're going to talk about that in this week's podcast. But that's when the floodgates opened, and attorneys were able to do Super Bowl commercials um, and put on boxing gloves and sledgehammers and all that crap. So you're selling a service, which um, seems to be okay, but it's sure. just the method by which it's done that seems tacky and not professional to me. And it is. Uh, you you can't promise somebody 
a result. You can't promise somebody a certain dollar amount. That's why everything ends with, and if you don't get paid, we don't get paid. Is that bull or not? Uh, it's true. Uh, an attorney will only take a case. That is what we call a contingency case. And an attorney only takes a contingency case if they are sure there's money at the end of the rainbow. They're not so going to invest they the meet time with if the you client, don't have a they, if, if, if they see that this is a real case, they get a retainer and they go from there. They don't get a retainer. They sign you up. You're their client. And then no matter what happens down the road, they have, they're entitled to receive their portion of that. So once you sign up with an attorney, that's why it's important. Once you sign up with an attorney, let's say that they do three months worth of work and then you and the attorney get into a fight. That initial attorney that you selected is still going to put a lien on whatever settlement you get and say, we want our share. So if you don't pick the right attorney out of the gate and you have to switch horses mid-race, you're going to have to pay each attorney a certain portion of your settlement. So it really is important to choose the right one. And uh, we've got a relationship with several good firms. We now, we now take personal injury cases. We, we associate with an attorney that really does a good job on them. Um, but we but don't you vet, I'm guessing, in yes. pretty great depth. Is this a, just a bunch of crap, or or is this a you know valid complaint? That's right. Uh, let me ask you this too. That's this has popped into my head about online ads. I told you that I I went in search of um, how to get the uh, deed uh, to our home, and I I just put it in the Google machine, and a thousand things pop up, and I went to one and look for the deed and put in all the information and it came back and said um, the charge is one dollar well I thought no this doesn't seem right so I went to the next one and I thought let's see if this one looks any more uh, you know real and you know just like it's the right thing so it looked pretty pretty valid and uh, but they also wanted a dollar and I thought well this seems sketchy to get one dollar off my credit card but I put in the credit card info, and the thing popped up in in my bank. It was twenty five dollars, not a dollar. Um, uh, is this one more scam? Or I mean, I didn't really know how to back up and ask my bank to stop that payment or to put it back on my card. How, what is the deal there? Do you think? Yeah, so you can generally go to the tax assessor's website or the register of deeds and and sometimes you can get that information for free some of these mec websites will charge you it sounds to me like you went to a backdoor site that has access to that mec and it pulled it for you the dollar i'm i'm guessing but i'm i would bet you money that the dollar was for the search and the 24 dollars were for printing out the certified copies of the deed which was I, not specified in detail at all on the site. Sure. Uh, uh, I get it. That doesn't seem uh, right, though, does it? it I mean, it, it doesn't seem right. But over $26, you're not going to get very far. Um, so you were saying to go to what site to find the deed without all this nonsense in between? So you can generally go to the register. Like in here in Tennessee, if you go to the uh, Tennessee Tax Assessor's website, you, you can get all that information in a couple of clicks for free and print it out. 
in Mississippi, it is a little bit more difficult. They're not as 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 user friendly online, so you do have to dig a little bit more. Which is why all these companies have come out and said we'll search it for you because sometimes you do have to be a, a lawyer to know how to get into those back doors and, and and do those searches where the Google search that you did or the service you used would kind of do it all for you. In the moment that I did it, um, I got a text and an email from different people uh, wanting to know my satisfaction level and and could they help me anymore. Two yeah. different guys, one email, one email, one text. Well, it they, seemed really annoying. It, it, I would be annoyed with it too. But look, it's you use the service; um, they've given you the documents. Now they're just sending you forms, hoping that Junk. you're. Well, they hope that you're in real estate somehow, and you'll continue using their service. That's why you're getting all those follow-ups. So you can't get this deed by going to see um, uh, Joey Treadway down here in this county of the tip you um, can't or, you can but god help you if you do i mean walking into an office like that and they're going to point you to a file room uh online's the way to go so your advice to me was to i mean because i got like 11 pages of stuff and part of it seems to be applicable and you said that i could probably use that but take some pieces of mail uh down toward my um my goal of getting this deed and yeah. proving that it's that it's my house, so they won't really you know bust my chops if I do this down in Hernando. Uh, they shouldn't, and and if I'm wrong, then I owe you a beer. You can call me up, but uh, or, to, I, or I, just I think forty five bucks would be fine. I, I think you've got what you need. Oh, all right, thank you. All right, let's uh, do a timeout and come back. Uh, texting continues eight seven eight nine four two zero. For Ask Lawyer Bill, more right back in a sec after Peter Gabriel. This is Drake Digital. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. Yes, uh, Lawyer Bill is here. Ask Lawyer Bill, 878-9420. Text for backing up. Sid, go. Quick comment before the next question. According to a police friend, the Highway Patrol has been in town all week and will be through the weekend at least. At least, in their words, quote, because people are shooting each other on 240 and 40, cars are being stolen, it's all gone to shit because Shelby County voted in the worst DA and he's letting people out of jail. So, that's according to Do you to think that he is, has made mistakes on this bill early on in his tenure? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think could there's he have some growing faster? No, I don't think he could act faster. Look, I, I, I'm not... I think Mulroy came into a difficult situation and he was already going to have an uphill battle. Uh, yeah. I, I think that the guy has legitimate affinity and, and care for the, for our state and for our city. But you know, the joke in law school was law school professors are lawyers that couldn't make it in the real world. I, that's the joke of it. Yeah. A, th- that's the a, joke with every professor. Any profession, yeah. There's no Those doubt you can't that, do teach. Look, there's no doubt that Mulroy knows what he's doing, but you, I don't think you can put blame on on him. You've got a incompetent, defunct kind of police force that that has made some true mistakes. Crime is rampant. Uh, I, I don't think the bail system that we've got right now is is working properly. You've got a lot of issues, but whether or not it, I think it all comes down on Mulroy, I, I think it's 
too early to to blame him for all of it. There there is a systematic problem said, from the top. Government down. moves really, really slowly, right? That's the underlying answer to that. All and, right, and ahead, look, I, I didn't vote for Mulroy, but I'm, I'm or I didn't support him. But again, I I can't badmouth him yet because it's just so early in the tenure. I want I want the guy to succeed. I love Memphis. I want everybody him to do does. Well. I mean, good lord! I mean, if he succeeds, then we're all safer. But I don't know that Amy Wyrick could have done eight eight more years of this. I mean, good god! So let's see what he does. It's it's early on in in this gig for him, but things move slowly. But they're a mess. All right, Sid, go for the questions. All right, this says I leased a car from a car center which recently went out of business and filed for bankruptcy. I was financed through them. I was not made aware they were closing or placing my loan with, an, with another company. I didn't see any clause in my contract that provides for this situation. Also, they were supposed to provide free maintenance and oil changes, which, of course, is not going to happen now. What's my financial obligation to this other company? I have no type of signed contract with the new company. Yeah, yeah but there's an assignment. So there's always an, an heirs and assignment clause in a contract, and it contemplates these kind of things going on. So I would... I would look at your paperwork for that uh, assignment clause that just says they can assign your loan. This this happens all the time. My original lender with my home, I think, was like some bank, and it got sold off to HomeWide or somebody like that. That's so common, right? It, it's common to sell liens. In this case, they didn't choose to sell it. They went out of company in some other – they went out of business in another company – assumed all their leases and, and bought all their contracts. So the debt's still valid. You don't just get a free car because they went out of business. You still owe somebody on it. Now, whether or not you're getting the full benefit of what you bargained for, if one of the things that you contracted for was free maintenance, oil, and stuff like that, that's a different issue. Uh, you should still be entitled to have those services under under someone. But you still owe on it, and you probably owe the people that bought that piece of paper, that bought that loan. All right. There you go. Next, 878-9420. Ryan says, I was in a wreck in October. I purchased a Mini Cooper and called uh, Direct Auto that morning for insurance. The same day but that afternoon was in the automobile accident, and now they will not cover the policy and have me on the hook for 15000 that they say mm, I owe. Mm. I have proof when I called in and purchase their insurance and the time of the wreck the same day. I've contacted Mississippi Insurance Regulator to do an investigation and waiting to hear back from that. Again, I know this is an odd situation, but it's the truth. Thanks for any advice. If they won't approve, I will pay, but I would need an attorney. But would I need an attorney for this if I didn't want to, if I didn't want to, seeing I purchased the insurance? Does that make yeah. sense? You you're definitely going to need a lawyer if if yeah, the bureau for grand. yeah yeah if if fifteen thousand dollars the cost benefit analysis on hiring an attorney to defend you here is worth it now the bad part is generally the insurance company pays an attorney to defend you uh, here if if you don't have that coverage or they're saying you don't you may have to spring for it yourself but I mm. would keep pushing it whatever evidence you've got uh, I, I would. I would know somebody down in that office where they're doing that investigation. I would call them enough to where they they know you. Um, and, wear them and, out is and the answer. Wear, and wear them out. Yep. 
for a while right. on Wednesdays at three thirty, there was a certain uh, corporation that I would call every day at Wednesday at three thirty, and and the reason I did was because that's when the tornado sirens go off here at town. But it, every time I heard it, I was like, <laughs> "All right, it's time to call. It's time to call this jerk." And I <laughs> every day three thirty on Wednesday, that's what I was doing. And um, the end result was. Oh, we got what we wanted. But okay, perfect. You just got to wear them down. Don't be afraid. To, I mean, I I tell my kids this. Call people. Stop the emailing. Stop the texting. Call. Call until they finally get and, back to you. And let me let me tell you your tip. I generally call when I need to deal with somebody and I want something nice. I call them Friday around 1 o'clock. Because Friday around one o'clock, everybody's dialed out. They're done. Yep. They've been yelled at all week. So I call and I kill them with kindness. I start out with, "Hey, I know you're having a bad week. You only got four hours left in the day. I've got a little problem. Can you help me with it?" Very good. And that little Smart. compassion generally gets what I want done. I I've heard that before. That if that it if you call somebody, whether it be Xfinity or whomever, if you're a jerk out front, no matter how long you've waited. You're going to get nowhere if you are kind and say, listen, I, this this isn't your fault. I understand that. But they're much more apt to be helpful and nice. Absolutely. So, good advice. One more, Sid, or is there two more? Uh, that's it on the questions. But two people say, tell Drake I can get him a copy of his deed for free. It won't be certified, but you don't really need it certified. I do this all day long. I do commercial real estate loans. It says Susan. She can send a link, and somebody sends maybe the link she's talking about to sotoms.info backslash webpagems backslash tax assessor. Says well, you typing, just send that to me. I'll, I will. But that, if, if, people need, if people need to know, that it says you can type in your address uh, there and click on the search land records when the tax info pages come up it'll put your warrant it'll it'll pull your warranty deed for free or you can click on the gis map option and put in your parcel okay well just send yeah. me that will you thank you i will and thank you for mm -hmm. the uh for, for the thought there all right your new podcast is coming up this weekend uh it'll be on well the current one is on the um website and wherever you get your podcasts, be it Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you might want to go. Uh, but Bill's new one with his brother Scott is coming up on the First Amendment. And I guess they wrote that one first, back well, in the day. Yeah, So, but we covered the Second Amendment first because uh, Biden issued some executive orders and we wanted to kind of talk about how, how those are affected. Uh, but in all these, what we're going to kind of do is look at the history, the benchmark cases that got you where uh, we're not going to get real legalese about it. And then at the end, we're going to kind of give you our opinion and just hash it out and talk about it. So it you seems know to me more that anybody that is a law student or is taking some kind of a class in high school would find these things really, really a an education and informative. So uh, it's the Lawyer Bill podcast on drakehallmemphis.com and wherever your podcasts come up and it airs live twice over the weekend and is available after that on wherever your podcasts come. Bill, thank you as always. Great job. How do we contact you and your fine new digs on Poplar? Absolutely. Uh, Office is at, at, like he said, in Clark Towers, but you can get us on the web at lawyerbill.com and the number is 761 5353 Thank you, my friend. Great job as always. We'll see you soon next Thursday. Thanks, Bill. Thank you all. All right. That's Bill Jones, our good friend, the Jones Law Firm. His shows run over the weekend. 
I had it right here in my hand. When do they run? Uh, they run Saturday Saturday morning. Sunday. Yeah, uh, at 11 a.m. So noon? Yes. I guess I must be on the old time for the time shift. I'm, no, you know what? You know what? You're right. Sorry, 11. 11. 11 a on Saturday mm-hmm. and on Sunday. I want to tell you uh, about one of our uh, sponsors, Wholesale Nutrition. Now, I'm telling you, I have been hyping this stuff for the past couple of weeks. And I bought a bottle of it uh, two weeks ago. Yesterday morning, I woke up with my head was stuffed, runny nose, sneezing, ear pressure. I'm going to send a picture of this bottle to Sid. Clear Seton, bromelain and vitamin C. And it's for your, it's, it's for your um, immune system and for allergy-related issues. I took two of these things, and in about two hours, everything had dried up entirely. So we're about to be hit with, because it's going to be warm now and probably stay warm. So here come the allergies, and we get them, I mean, we all get them, and it's awful. This stuff knocked it out, and the directions on the bottle say to take it for a couple of days and see what happens. Well, what, it, it, it happened for me in an hour or two. It was gone. It hasn't come back. Wholesale Nutrition is on Goodman Road. It's a big store between Chulahoma and Gitwell. And the website will show you all they have to offer, all the various categories from, you know, vitamins and supplements to beauty aids to workout aids. It's all there on this website and in the store. That is a vast area of healthiness, a great smoothie bar that has an, an incredible menu of things to choose from. They're doing really good work and helping people feel better uh, with healthy supplements and not necessarily having to run to a doctor and get more pills. Look into it. They know what they're doing. They're smart. They have a great staff on the floor to advise you. WholesaleNutrition.com is the site. The store is on Gibbon Road by ATC Fitness. So I thank them. They do good work and they um, support this program and I thank them for that as well. Uh, in a minute, we'll come back and talk about some of these. There's new books. There's new stuff in the entertainment world. And we'll get to that in a moment. This is Drake Digital. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. I got my eye over here on the television as various things pop up, news headlines and all that stuff. Remember back when when Elton Musk uh, was, was going to buy Twitter and, and it, it turned into a complete cluster? And there was discussion about uh, it being banned because of all the hatefulness, and the, uh, it was just a complete, complete mess. Well, we have transferred that discussion now to TikTok. And as Bill was mentioning the First Amendment, I was thinking about how do we define the freedom of speech, and what are the boundaries, or are there any? Well, there certainly are, but uh, the CEO of TikTok today is in front of Congress, as Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook has been, um, to answer questions about their content. Is it threatening? Is it dangerous? And uh, the big topic of the day, is it bad for our children? Well, TikTok, I don't know nothing about nothing when it comes to this, uh, but I remember that when it first emerged in the never-ending stream of social media nonsense, uh, that it was cute and it was it was kids that were dancing and that kind of stuff. Well, it has turned into, apparently, not apparently, uh, it's, it's a bad influence. And people do stupid shit on there because 
they see a bunch of kids doing something. I can't remember what it was last week. We had some story about a TikTok challenge that was just absolutely remarkably stupid yeah. and hurt people and made people sick. Remember that? I can't think people what it was. People drank or ate something or yeah, something? Yeah, maybe they? so. And they were puking blood and sick and in the hospital, and it was just a bad deal. So TikTok, uh, the CEO is having to answer today. I think this is just an exercise in the government, you know, trying to show how powerful and badass they are. That seems to be their current gig when they aren't doing some kind of insipid investigation on something. Uh, back and forth, it just never stops. So I wonder uh, where that where that will go. And then I, when you think about the freedom of speech, and you can, uh, you know, is is it right to ban TikTok? It'll never happen, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It goes against the First Amendment. It is a place where speech is allowed. Um, do you think that it, that that falls under that amendment, Wesley, or is there a oh, have they crossed a line? No, TikTok in general is is completely protected by the First Amendment. I don't see how it couldn't be. The only way that Congress could do anything about it is by uh, some sort of angle based on businesses uh, in China can't operate the telecommunication social media platforms or something like that. They would have to construct some really good argument that way to have it banned at all and i don't i don't think that would that would work at all the fact that so many people are doing dumb things because of it is not a sufficient reason because people (laughs) have been doing dumb things because of media since there's been media i brought up the whole thing about flagpole sitting back in the 20s right right a while back now didn't china shut tiktok down I don't think so. I may have in, missed that. Maybe in certain places. I, I think that it's, like it's that. been, they, they put the hammer on this thing. Anyway, I just brought that up, which leads, which leads me to this, this story, which is, um, it should be funny, but it really isn't. Uh, but when you have our young people doing things that they see on a social media site, and ending up either dead or injured or in the ER because they're trying to emulate what some dipshit has done on TikTok. And there's a website uh, out there that does research. It's called um, Study Finds. And uh, they appear to be a credible uh, outfit. They do these things all the time. And their current story uh, is headlined, Are We Growing More Dumber? Which is (laughs) great. Americans' IQ scores drop in four of five measurements. That's not a really, I don't think that anybody would argue that if you're out among the populace. For any, it's, we have issues. Uh, education um, has, is a, has uh, collapsed in most places as far as kids and schools and learning to read and write and cipher and do all that stuff. IQ scores increased a lot from 1932 through the 20th century all over the world um, with things that, that range from roughly three to five IQ points per decade. Because the more you're exposed to stuff, the more you intake, uh, the more you have a curious nature and you learn about stuff and you read and you... Uh, look at things and investigate them, the, the smarter you get. 
and so this phenomenon was known or is known as the Flynn effect, F-L-Y-N-N. Now, how, how, however, a new study suggests that a reverse effect of the Flynn theory is taking place in the U.S. of A. This effect was present across a large U.S. sample covering 2006-2018 in every category, except one. Still, there were consistent negative slopes among three out of four cognitive domains. That isn't good. Ability scores pertaining to verbal reasoning, which includes logic and vocabulary. We live in a time where words that should never be words end up in dictionaries. They're temporary slang, yet they make it anyway. Matrix reasoning, which is visual problem solving and analogies, and letter and number series problems, computational, mathematical, all dropped over the course of the period that I just mentioned, 04 to 18. However, the scores of 3D rotation, spatial reasoning, increased between 2011 and 2018. Spatial reasoning. Composite ability scores, uh, single scores derived from multiple pieces of information, were also about a bit lower across the more recent samples. Uh, these score differences persisted regardless of age, education, or gender. What does that mean, do we think? Spatial reasoning in general? Yep. Uh, and it's like knowing where you are in the circumstances that are around you, right? Hold on. I'm looking at it. Yeah, me too. Knowing <laughs> your place in the, in the moment or... The ability Just, to... Uh, it's a spatial judgment, oh. the ability to visualize with the mind's eye. What do you have, Sid? Spatial reasoning, the ability to think about and manipulate objects in three dimensions. Spatial reasoning skills are an essential part of art, physical education, math, and science. Made up, a number, made up of a number of different skills. Okay, that's still pretty unclear. Uh, despite the observed decline in, I, in, the, in the IQ scores, uh, this corresponding study done by an author, posits that people should not read these findings and think Americans are getting less intelligent. Well, why not? It doesn't mean that their, that their middle state is lower or higher. It's just a difference in scores that are favoring older or newer samples. That's a pretty cloudy uh, kind of a comment. Uh, maybe they're just bad at taking tests are taking these kinds of tests. That's a pretty lame excuse, I think. If they've been given these IQ tests the same way since the 1930s, uh, then why have we suddenly become incompetent or worse at taking the same kind of tests? Um, they, a, This uh, free survey online uh, gives test takers feedback focusing on 27 temperament traits. Adaptability, impulsivity, anxiety, humor, in addition to their ability scores. So this gets more complicated. Um, they analyzed about 400,000 Americans between 06 and 2018 to see if their brain function scores changed over those 13 years. Uh, 
a smaller cohort of people also recruited between 2011 and uh, 2018. The 3D rotation uh, data, which we just mentioned, I think, only exists for subjects who took it during the first run 2011 to 2018. They need more IQ scores, but without just you know, rambling on, they blame the decline in uh, people's test taking and their mental acuity and their IQ scores on things like this. And I don't know why anybody is surprised. Poor nutrition, number one, uh, which mm. makes your health bad. Media exposures dumb us down because the media's intent is to make us afraid and make us stupid, and it's working, and changes to education. There's debate about what causes it overall, but not every domain is going down. Um, uh, but those are some of the reasons that with this pretty decent-sized bunch that were surveyed, we're not getting any smarter. We are regressing because of media uh, education structure, which has fallen to pieces, and nutrition. And I, it does just blow me away still that people, no matter how many times, how many shows, how many books you read, how many people that you talk to about their diet, uh, if you don't realize yet that nutrition and what you put into your body, the old adage, you are what you eat, has never been more true. And sometimes you don't realize these things until you get older. And you see that if you eat a bunch of garbage all the time, brain fog, you're just dumber. If you eat you know, properly and eat the things that have been hammered into your brain forever, then you seem to be a little more you know, bright and aware. But an interesting thing, though, nonetheless, that we seem to be getting dumber as time goes by, and it's really hard to argue with that. So, the book with a guy named Ben Greenman, who's done memoirs before with George Clinton and uh, Brian Wilson and with uh, Quest Love. And there's a documentary uh, coming out about Sly Stone. Uh, in a statement, Sly says, for as long as I can remember, folks have been asking me to tell my story. I wasn't ready. I had to be in a new frame of mind to become uh, Sylvester again to tell the true story of Sly Stone. It's been a wild ride, and my fans will hopefully enjoy it too. So he began his career as a kid. Uh, their first album came out in 67, and the hits just rolled on until 82, it says here. And I've mentioned this before. <clears throat> in the late 60s, uh, at uh, Murray State University, where I grew up, in a small town, they would, for homecoming, they we had an arena there that held about maybe 5,000 people. And every homecoming, they would bring in a pretty good name band. And they brought in one year Sly and the Family Stone. And I thought, oh my God, how awesome is this? Because they they um, they had, there was a, a, a girl up front lead singer, I don't know her name, the band was just fantastic. Just hear any of their records. They were way ahead of their time. Great writing, incredible players that cranked out hit after hit after hit and then vanished. Well, Sly had a habit of getting really messed up before the gigs. And so Homecoming comes and it's time for the show and 
So the band comes out. In many cases, like let's say with uh, you know James Brown, the band comes out, gets the crowd warmed up, and then they bring on the star. Well, as I remember this, the band came out and they began to jam for about a half hour. And there's no sign of Sly. And uh, there was concern like, you know, where the fuck is Sly? So finally, he comes out, uh, much like my story about Joe Walsh and the James Gang from that same era. But Sly came out entirely incoherent and babbled some words and played the keyboards and then just completely vanished. Show over. Thank you all. Good night. And that's what he did over and over again for a long time until they just they just broke the band up. But I don't know why it was, you know, poor old Murray State had Sly one year <laughs> and the James Gang and Joe Walsh, I believe, the next year. Wow. And the James Gang came out and Joe Walsh was so drunk and out of it. They played Funk 49, jammed on that for about a half hour. Then they <laughs> bailed. Uh what did Murray do to deserve that? Right. But anyway, this book, if this is, uh, if he gets down and dirty and honest, this will be worth the read. So this and this documentary are coming out in October. Uh, the book um, uh, is called The Name of This Song. Thank you for letting me be mice, M-I-C-E, L-E-L-F. <laughs> Again, A-G-I-N. He has since learned to spell. <laughs> Way to go, Sly. Here is that song for you to remember how good this band was. This is Drake Digital coming up next. The Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, Between the Grooves. 